0: But you can really use your content as a, a lead generation tool. So knowing really what your audience wants, you know, what they like, putting that in the content. I think that content that when you are speaking. for. instance.
1: Welcome to Doing Big Things. I'm Brett McDermott. And every week we are going to explore the systems, mindset and habits that are allowing people to take action on their dreams and be the hero of their own story. My hope is that you walk away from every episode with new tools and strategies that will help you to realize your full human potential and do big things in your own life. I appreciate you being here, let's get started. Hello, everybody. I am pumped up today because we are joined by a marketing and monetization super strategist. Her company Thames Media Solutions helps brands develop and execute top tier marketing and influencer campaigns. And if you are looking to give your brand a boost, you're going to want to listen closely to today's episode. Michelle Thames, thank you for being on the show
0: for having me, Brett. I am so excited to chat all things marketing. It's like my favorite thing in the whole world.
1: All right, then I guess it's time to, you know, dive into it. Now, you know, I kind of want to just start with your story. Right. And, you know, you left the healthcare industry in 2016, I believe. And, and now, you know, fast forward seven years later and, you know, you've got a very successful podcast uh, called social media decoded. You've got this rockstar marketing agency. I mean, you're speaking across the globe. You're helping companies grow their brands across multiple channels. You know, it's been a whirlwind seven years for you. You know, how did you go from a job that maybe you weren't super in love with to living a life that you're obviously so passionate about today?
0: I think when that opportunity was taken away from me I just got this light bulb moment and said you can actually do what it is that you love and that's your passion. you love to blog you love to share you love community and there's an there's a way to do that and I didn't know and I just did it and it turned out to be an amazing opportunity and I want to show other women especially that things like this happen and you can pivot and I think that It's just been pivoting and going after what it is that I love to do. I want to help as many people as I can. To the mountaintops, I want to yell that marketing and social media, these are free tools that we can use and grow our businesses and reach more people. And so it's really been a great experience. I've had funds, of course, ups and downs, and I want to say hasn't been you know really easy but it's been rewarding and i'm just glad that i took the leap of faith because that was exactly what i did i decided to bet on myself and built this business alongside my husband and i get to be at home with my daughter i want the time freedom i wanted that location freedom i wanted to be able to say okay next week i can go to arizona like i'm going to arizona this week and i'm going to speak i'll be going here i love to do that and so i think that anyone listening You can follow your dreams. It doesn't have to look like everybody else's. And I don't have a business that looks like anyone else's. And so I love it. And I love podcasting. So thanks for um, having me on. I love podcasting is so beneficial. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that today.
1: Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, there's so many different ways we can go with this conversation, but I think like the first thing I just want to touch on, you know, since, you know, you're such an expert in social media, branding, marketing, you know, all of these avenues, you know, what do you see most entrepreneurs, you know, doing wrong when it comes to trying to build a social media presence?
0: Oh, and I want to say with my expertise that I worked for a multi-million dollar. Brand before I jumped into entrepreneurship and being behind the scenes working for another brand. is very different So my experience is coming from I've worked in a marketing department with a team putting things together out on Social media and the internet and so when it comes to the mistakes I think one of the most number one is trying to be everywhere all at once I think that we forget that it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight For me yes i'm on instagram tiktok facebook youtube linkedin uh instagram all these places but it's been over time over the last 14 years so i started a blog back in 2009 then i started youtube so it wasn't like i started all these things and ran with everything so i think that that's the number one thing we try to be too many places and it people feel really stressed and overwhelmed and they give up on their businesses because they say oh it's too hard to market but is it really you should just know where your people are for me my people are definitely on Instagram millennial women moms who want to build business maybe they are working a nine-to-five they have a side hustle maybe they want to leave their side hustle I know that they're on Facebook and Instagram 100% all of my analytics show me that that is the top two groups of people are Millennials and Gen X if they're the top two groups of people that follow me so I want to go to the platforms that they are on so for anyone listening The mistake is to really focus on those platforms where you know your ideal person is and not try to worry about TikTok. Maybe your people aren't on TikTok and that might be a platform you look at later. So focus on the ones that really are beneficial to you.
1: I think that's great advice. That is really good advice because... And it's almost kind of contradictory to what you hear a lot of people say, you know, you'll see Gary V tells you to post 50 pieces of content across 17 social media platforms. And I think it is overwhelming for a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs. And I think it is good advice to, you know, figure out where's your audience and let's focus on that platform at first. And sure. Maybe we post on the other ones, but we have a platform that we're actually really focused on growing And then from there, you can, of course, you know, extend, um, you know, your influence to other platforms. But I think, you know, focusing on one platform to begin with, I I think is a really, really sound piece of uh, advice. And do you think that, um, you know, Instagram is a good place to start or it's really all dependent on the person's business?
0: I think it really depends on the person's business because I have clients who they're large, they're Instagram is just a platform that they're on because we know that it's a great place that they should be, but their real focus is email because they know that they have a powerful community and that they've built this email list over years and years and now it's like at 40,000 people. And so the benefit would probably be to email the list multiple times a week to build a rapport, to nurture, and to use social media as a tool to say, "Okay, we're here. Come and follow us on these pages." Or One of my clients has a Facebook group. Come and join the Facebook group to be a part of the community. But we're really leveraging e-commerce and her email list because that is where she makes the most money. And so it's just important to focus on that. So I think it really depends on the business because... I mean, some people are strictly on TikTok, some people are strictly on Instagram, like as their main platform, or they have a podcast and they're not really on social media like that. They have a blog and a website that's working for them. So again, it really, I think it depends on the person and um, what, you know, where your audience is and you, and even so you, what platforms do you like?
1: Totally agree with that. And I, I like that a lot. A really, really sound advice for anyone that's maybe getting started or maybe they've been chipping away for a while and just not seeing the results they want to because their efforts are so spread thin across 19 different platforms that they're not really growing uh in any of them. So I think that that's just excellent advice. And, you know, you, you touched on the power of email marketing there for a moment. And, you know, What do you think entrepreneurs, small business owners can do to effectively build an email list over time?
0: Definitely, you want to focus on lead generation with things like freebies. Maybe if you are a coach or a consultant or expert, you're doing webinars and challenges. For me, I love challenges. This is a great way to get new leads into your business. You can do a free challenge or something like an e-guide that tells you seven steps to building your wardrobe or something, whatever it is, it can be anything literally, but what is it that's beneficial to someone that will want to click, right? What would would your audience want? What would they want? So you have to get into their mind. So creating a resource that's valuable, that's not too much on you, you know, something that is easy to put together and then really getting their, those email lists, because now they're giving that email list, they're, over to you that's like real estate it's like a really big thing for someone to give you their email list and then from there you're leveraging your email list to tell them more about you to nurture to then come in with the sale eventually right but it's really 80 percent for the email list is inspiring educating empowering and then 20 percent is selling you should not be selling like every single email and some emails i get i'm like this is it like how you should be <laughs>
1: Right. Like, where can I find the unsubscribe button? This person does nothing but sell to me. I I, I think that's a really good ratio too, right? When you get someone's email don't just badger them with your offers. It should be 80% value, you know, just offering them information that they can, you know, use. And then 20%, sure, put, put your offers in there. Of course, that, that has to be part of the equation. Um, and, you know, I think that's a, a good idea. You just got to make a, a lead magnet, something that they're going to want to obtain, whether it's a PDF or, or a challenge or, or access to a webinar. And and where do, we, where do we put this lead magnet? Do we just put it in like our bio on Instagram? Like where? Where do people find this lead magnet where they're going to give us their email?
0: Yes. So most people use a link in bio or for me, I use a platform called Stand. It's an all-in-one platform for creators and coaches and consultants like me to make it easy. So I host all my links there. If I have an event, if I'm doing a webinar, they connect to that. It sends them the webinar link. Like I have all of this automated. So if you use a link in bio or something like that, you can link your, you know, website or the sign up to the landing page there. So when you're promoting the webinar or challenge, then you're telling them, Hey, the call to action is send me a DM. That really works too. Versus telling people to click the link in the bio. I found that if you tell people to send you a DM, you're gonna get that interaction for the people who really want to be a part of what you're doing, and that builds that rapport, and now you're building a conversation. I do it on my podcast all the time. I say, D, I just did it on the last podcast, and it's blowing up, so I know that it works. And you can use something like Manny Chat, which is an automation tool that will send them the link to whatever that they could click. So Most people start with a link in bio. It could be a link to your website or a link to a landing page, convert kit, Stan, all the, the, it's a lot of them. Okay. Link (laughs) true. Just figure out what's best for you. I'm, I'm, I stick with what I know and I've been with Stan for like two years. And so it's worked for me. So everything I do goes on there. Links. If I'm having an event, I'm sending them to, I say, you know, link in bio or visit, you know, um, send me a DM. So I was Sure,
1: sure. Nice. And, and you mentioned webinars in there a little bit. And you're certainly a business owner that's leveraged the power of webinars to, to, to build your presence. And, and, I'm, and I know you host them, I think on either a weekly or, or a bi-weekly basis. And I'm just curious, these webinars, are they all live or do people just click the link and they view the recorded version? Like how does the webinar really work in process?
0: So I have a few different ways that I use webinars. So I do have a free Facebook group called cash flow queens and i host love that webinar thank you i host wednesday webinars in there every single wednesday so it's just a 20 minute training giving some you know actionable tips that the women in there can utilize but they can go back and watch the replay or if i do a paid webinar then i would obviously promote that on my social channels and via email to have them sign up And then it will be via Zoom, and then I would send them like the replay or something like that. So it depends. You can use webinars in so many different ways. They can be free, or you can also use them as a revenue generation tool as well. They can sign up to the webinar, learn whatever it is that you're teaching. You can, you know, lead them to somewhere else, get them to sign up for something, so many different ways to leverage webinars and email. It gets you those emails.
1: Right. That's true. That that that, that's a good point. And at, at the end of the webinar. I'm assuming like there's an upsell right like you're you're offering them you know your your whatever it is product or service is that kind of the way it works like the webinar you're 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 giving them uh some information you're teaching them something, but then at the end of it usually you're you're offering them the the opportunity to buy into something else. is that kind of the the process?
0: Yeah, well it depends you can absolutely 100 percent upsell them to something else or like my webinar wednesdays i usually don't it's just a really great resource a tool the facebook group itself is a lead generation tool for for me so i'm just nurturing in there i feel like i definitely love to give my time and i can repurpose that same webinar to youtube and create a training from that so it's re- i'm repurposing content um so or it can be paid so it just depends and then you can it could be paid and then you can lead them to another place. Maybe you have a one-on-one or a mastermind program or something like that. Um, you can lead them to that. But it just depends on what your goals are.
1: Love it. Love it. Very cool. And I think, you know, webinar definitely should be, you know, part of the process for, for most small business owners. It really is a tool that if you look at people that have built incredible brands, almost all of them use webinars to, to some extent, whether it's building an email list or upselling or just offering value to their community, it's a really important tool. Um, so I think we gotta talk about AI a little bit, right? Like what would a podcast be in 2023 if we didn't talk about AI? It just wouldn't feel right. So so you know what can people you know be doing right now to leverage AI so that they can build their brand?
0: Getting on it and taking advantage
1: <laughs> <hand> of it. <laughs> I mean, exactly. are we using are we using ChatGPT? Are there are there other AI apps? Like, what do we actually do here to to make sure that AI is helping us be as efficient as possible?
0: Yeah, there's so again, there's so many tools. You just have to figure out what works best for you. Yes, ChatGPT is my number one and Canva okay. because Canva has AI capabilities as well. And so I think if business owners are smart, come on, we should definitely see what it's about. I want to say be open-minded because I know there's a lot of resistance against AI. You know, I don't agree with everything. I'm not using everything like the photos. I don't think I'm going to create photos of me like... That's just not what I want to do or the things that are using the voice. And I would still rather do my podcast. So, again, you have to find what is best for you. For me, it's been ChatGPT helping me start outlines, the outlines for my webinar, what I want to say. Then I can give all of that to my VA and she can create the PowerPoints and my notes for me and I show up to the podcast. Why? Because that's my zone of genius is to... Show up and provide the value, the technicality of the things, like putting the emails together, doing that. Maybe that's something else that you can give to someone else. And if you do want to use webinars, you can put all your energy into showing up. So you, I'm using Chat GPT and AI to help me get ahead, to help us thought, you know, with thought starters. Maybe we are like jogged with ideas of what should this next challenge be? I've used it to help become with the whole name of an event that I just hosted. It was called the Motherhood and Money Summit. I had 20 speakers. I used it for the emails. I used it for the outline of what we would talk about. I used it for the questions. I am leaning into it. And not to say that I couldn't go and search all these things, but would you rather search for hours and hours or use a tool to help you put it together so that you can get moving to the other things that you need to do as well so that you don't take up much of our time because time is what i hear that everyone is struggling with you don't have enough time and so what i've been able to do is tap into ai to get my time back and make more money in the in the process
1: Nice. I I love that. So we're we're using AI to help us build outlines for webinars, maybe help us just come up with with, with new ideas for for projects, maybe help us to name projects. Do, Do you use it at all? Or do you advise any of your clients to use it to kind of write content for them?
0: I absolutely use it with my clients. We use it together, actually. I think, again, as a starting point, because you do have to prompt it very well for it to give you the right output. So if you're a great prompt engineer, you can definitely prompt it to know about your product or service. What I like to do first is put, you can ask it questions and say, I want to do this chat GPT. Give me the questions that you need to know to really understand what my business is all about. And then you give them the answer the questions that they give you. And then you move on to say, okay, I'm working on an email for one of my clients. This is the business. It's all about, this is the mission. This is what they stand for. This is the ideal customer, all those things. Create a welcome series that will really highlight this business. Speak in this type of tone, make it fun, make it exciting. You can go deep. And so then see what it gives you and tweak it to what really fits your brand. I think you can definitely, again, Have it right copy for you. Yes, but again, make sure it's factual. You want to check these things. So I'm not just saying take it right outright and do it. No, you want to check it, make sure it sounds in your voice, really try to prompt it as much as you can and then take that and, you know, tweak it.
1: Boy, that, that's pretty interesting because I, I didn't realize that you really could kind of communicate with ChatGPT on that level. I mean, you really, the more you educate ChatGPT about your business and your ideal client and who that avatar is, the more they're going to be able to tailor what they deliver to you in a more effective way. I think that is really, really good advice and something that most people probably don't realize that they can do with ChatGPT. That, that's awesome stuff. Um, so just kind of to get back to just kind of creating content. And I know a lot of small business owners, that they, they kind of struggle with like what type of content they should be creating and where they should look for inspiration. Like how important is it to focus on like the trends of the moment, the sounds, the music, or should small business owners not really worry themselves so much with that and more so just worry about delivering educational, entertaining content? Like where is that fine line that you walk between trends and, and not worrying too much about them?
0: Don't worry about the trends. You will drive yourself crazy. There it is. It's cool to jump on some of them if they make sense. But really, I think that business owners should be focusing on authentic content that represents their brand that's going to attract that ideal client. Like, what would someone say you have a hair care product? Because I've worked in the hair care industry. What is it going to make somebody go and buy this product? Like, are you going to tell the story behind it? Are you going to give ways to use it? Really it is about entertaining and educating and being authentic. And I think that if we stay in that lane, you'll naturally attract your ideal client and customers. I'm not all about like jumping on the trends and doing all of that, because I really honestly think that if you put out content that represents your business, that is from the heart and that you showcase what you love, that people will come to you. They'll be naturally attracted to you. It's like, what happens to me? Like, no lie. Like you you found me online my content must have been great to attract you know people to collab with people on speaking engagements all these things and they just naturally are a great fit if it's not i mean i would let the other person know right but you can really use your content as a a lead generation tool so knowing really what your audience wants you know what they like putting that in the content i think that content When you are speaking, for instance, just speaking to the camera is some of the greatest content. So not jumping on all the trends, but really focusing on true, authentic content that is going to be value to your audience.
1: Yeah, I think that is kind of uh, freeing probably for some people to hear as, you know, they probably feel like everything they create needs to be related to some trend or it's got to be related to the the, the cool dance move of the moment when, you know, sure, if you're swiping through Instagram or, or TikTok and you see like a funny video and you feel like you can relate your niche to that video, you know, have at it, have some fun and dive into that trend. But it's not necessarily, it's not totally necessary. And someone like yourself, who's built a really large following on Instagram, you know, not prioritizing trends, but instead just prioritizing, Hey, listen, I'm going to entertain, I'm going to inform my audience within my niche. And so long as I'm doing that on a consistent basis, my audience is going to find me the right people are going to find me. 100%
0: like I believe that and I know that may sound like Michelle really but really just be yourself don't try to look at what everybody else is doing either because I feel like we feel like oh because this business is similar to me they're doing this I have to do the same thing you don't you want to be unique in what you do and that is going to really attract your your people your uniqueness people buy because they like the person it probably has nothing to do with the product to be honest, they like the person. And then once you get a buyer and then they're a repeat buyer, they will continue to buy. I have a client right now, we did we sent an email to her VIP campaign. Her VIP people, they bought instantly with a hundred orders before we even sent out emails to the rest of her email list. So when you create that relationship, when you show up as your authentic self and that person, they buy into your brand It's you or like if you have a product or whatever, they're buying into the brand, the story behind that. So I think it's important to just be super authentic all the time.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And and when you're speaking with clients and you're kind of advising them on how to approach social media and, and build a brand, do you advise them on how often to post?
0: Yeah. And that too depends on your brand, your bandwidth. You might not have a team to post. So is it possible for you to post seven times a day? Probably not. So being realistic when you come to that. So that's setting smart goals too, right? Is it realistic for you to post seven times a day? Maybe not, but maybe you can post Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and use a tool like Loomly, which helps you schedule content to all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Facebook groups, even so, now you can create the content ahead of time and schedule it out on these platforms that are here to help you save more time every single day in your business.
1: Yeah, and and that that is good advice, right? Don't if you don't have the bandwidth to post, you know, seven times a day, three times a day, or even every day, you know. You, be self-aware of that fact that that's okay, you know, but commit to a content plan that you can sustain over time. Maybe that is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but if you post every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and your audience learns to depend on those posts, then they're going to keep showing up for you. And then sure, as you go on and you can start to outsource some things, maybe like posting or editing or whatever it is, then maybe you can up those posts. But for right now, just commit to a system that you can sustain because that's huge. Your audience needs to know when to expect your posts. They want to fall into a, a cadence of those posts. And if you're just posting sporadically three times today and then you don't post for two weeks, then you post seven times. That's not going to work. People aren't going to aren't going to show up for that. They want consistency out of their content. So that that's really, really good advice. you know, I kind of want to touch on, you know, not just like, you know, growing organically, but what about like the paid side of social media and and running ads? And and do you think that, you know, most small business owners, you know, should be running ads on social media? And if so, you know, what platform is going to give them the biggest ROI currently? So ads,
0: this is a a very, My personal opinion and just from what I've seen, you definitely need to have an organic foundation, I believe, first, that's going to help you more than if you just jump into ads. For someone like me, I just started tapping into ads for real, for lead generation. Maybe I want to create like an ad to my email, I'm sorry, yeah, a freebie for my email list or to my podcast or for people to sign up for my Facebook group. So first, figuring out what your goals are when it comes to ads, Um, obviously, Instagram and Facebook are amazing places, but there's also like Google ads, which people probably never even think about um, with SEO. If you have a blog or a physical location, it's really great to tap into that. So I really think, again, it goes back to your goals, which type of ads would be best for you. If you're really heavily on social media and you have a digital following and you think that that would be a great place, then obviously Instagram and Facebook ads would be a great place for you to start because there's billions of people there. But there's also billions of people on Google. There's Google ads as well. So just really deciding um, on those platforms, I think, is starts there.
1: So so you're currently running some ads to promote your podcast and also to build your email list. Is that is that what I heard there? Yes. So is like, is it like kind of like a, an ad that would pop up in my Instagram stories that offers me like a freebie lead magnet and I, you know, I click on it, I enter my information, I get the lead magnet and then you've got my info. Is that kind of the, the way it goes?
0: Yep. So there's many different ways you can do a form on Facebook. It can show up in the Instagram stories. It can show up on their Facebook feed. It can show up in their Instagram feed. Um, and there's, Again, I have my VA helping me as well because when I say that, like, these ads, it's like a whole different thing with the pixels. You want to make sure you're tracking and all these things. Um, it's, it's a lot of technical things. But, yes, essentially, it can show up anywhere. It can show up on feed. It can show up in the Instagram stories. Um, it can click and enter your information. And now either they're signing up for something. You can even do it to a, a paid product. Right now they're buying that. Um, But really, I believe like an organic foundation is really great because you can target and retarget people. So maybe people came to your webinar, for instance, they didn't buy, but now you can retarget them with some ads like, oh, you came to the webinar. Why didn't you buy? Blah, 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 blah. So now you can follow them around. So that's like where ads come in. But, you know, ads cost money. So just think about the ad spend and like what your budget is and when you can really tap into ads. That's why I'm so heavy on organic marketing because it works. But, yes, it is. It can be a lot of work and you do have to put in the work to build it. But once you do, there's great output and great benefits from it. And then you I feel you can leverage ads and really take off
1: love that 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 is really sound advice and i agree you've got to look at the spend you've got to look at the roi be measured in the beginning and find something that works and and then double down on that but don't don't go cra you know spending crazy money on instagram ads from the get-go focus more on the organic growth in the beginning i think that that's going to serve people a lot better if if they kind of ground themselves in that first and then sure then dive into the ads later on You know, what do you say to someone? Maybe it's a client or just someone that you meet that is doing the work. They're posting on Instagram five times a week. They've been doing it for a long time, but they're just not seeing any growth. I mean, what what do you say to that person?
0: You got to keep going. If full-time entrepreneurship is something that you aspire to do, we don't give up. You have to keep going. People will not buy your stuff. People will not show up to your webinar. You will have a failed launch. I believe that if you understand like the pivot and tweak you may have to pivot something and tweak it and then it would be the right like formula but always be testing always be trying new things always keep your ears to the streets about what new social media tools and things and avenues that may be beneficial to your business and just keeping an open mind i think we're in the times you know people might say, oh, this I, this is this isn't for me and i want to quit but I think that if your heart is in it and you really love what you do and you have a mission behind your business, keep going. Like any, a a TikTok video could go viral today and then you have influx of customers and clients that you couldn't even imagine and dreamed of. So it could just take that one video. So the consistency I believe is really key in the successful people that I've watched and the only thing that I've done, and this is, I think, something that I heard of course like when i was building my business but it's like if you see someone that has the blueprint to success you can look and see everything that they did and do exactly that there's so many self-help books and all these books that give you the blueprint and all these books no one quit they nobody quit Jensen sincero didn't quit oprah didn't quit they didn't quit they kept going and so take that and really build it to your life and how you want to build your business and i think you can have a successful
1: business i think that that's great advice is to you know a kind of audit your content look at what you're doing and don't be afraid to pivot you've got to try new things (laughs) Something I, I've seen you talk about a lot in your content is you know know your data, know your analytics, know which posts are performing and which aren't. And the, the posts that are performing, there's something that you're doing there that's working. And figure out what that is and do more of that. And then on the flip side of that coin, look at the posts that aren't performing well and maybe do less of that. But you've gotta like take some time, whether it's every week or every month, to kind of take a look back at your content. What were my best performing posts? why were they my best performing posts let's double down on that type of content i think that that is really really good advice and you know, a, a topic I, I want to speak on which is I, I know something that is near and dear to your heart is the importance of an optimized instagram bio and just i feel like when people look at your content and they look at your bio they decide within like five to ten seconds if they're going to follow you or not and that bio has a big you know a big deal to do with that what can people do to truly optimize their instagram bio so people know who they are they know what service they deliver and hopefully that they follow them
0: straight to the point keywords in your actual name because people are searching for things and so if you're marketing i probably would come up right someone was typing marketing but I think straight-to-the-point bios that just really showcase who you are. Maybe it's a little witty or something, but just showcasing who you are and straight-to-the-point with the call to action. I think before on Instagram, it was, we was doing all of these cursive and emojis and hashtags. Not saying that you shouldn't use emojis because I use emojis and I think they're cute. I love emojis. But... <laughs> don't make it too long don't, no hashtags hashtags do not need to be in your bio that's taking up space you want the real estate that's just straight to the point I recently redid my bio and I was just like you know I easy and simple marketing and monetization tips for entrepreneurs because that's basically what I'm giving easy marketing monetization tips I've been 14 years in marketing and I have, I'm the host of the social media decoded podcast get your free e-guide here I'm probably going to change that to DM me this to get that because that works better but straight to the point
1: i like that i I think that is you know be concise so people you know know exactly who you are what you deliver and what they can expect from following your page and hey if you want to throw some cute emojis in there we're 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 okay we're okay with that So here a question that um you know I'll end conversations on sometimes if I feel it's relevant and I certainly feel it's relevant here because you know you were in, in a career that you weren't in love with now you're running a business that you're obviously super passionate about super successful and you know, for people that are listening right now and maybe they're in a job uh, and, and they're not super passionate about it, and maybe there is a business in the back of their minds that they'd like to start, but, but they just kind of feel stuck. They're not taking action, you know, towards their, their, their dreams and ambitions. How do they get unstuck?
0: Go for it. Because I know what it feels like to work a job that you absolutely hate. And then I was fired from my job and it wasn't even a reason that I had anything to do with. So it's like, is this where I really want to spend my time? Probably not. I probably would be happier if I was working for myself, if I was able to utilize the skills that you already have. You probably got skills that you learned from corporate America that you can transfer to your business, like project management, all of the I took all of that and sharpen those skills and able i'm able to leverage that in my business and get paid for it so i think that just go for it and know that yes it's going to be hard but if you keep moving forward you will eventually reach your goals and it won't be tomorrow but If you keep going, you eventually will reach your goals. And I think that anybody can start a business if that's what you want to do. Again, it's going to be hard. I don't want to say like it's an easy thing every day and you know this, but I think that it is something if this is what your calling is and what you really want to do, you have a mission, so many ways to get it out in the world and you don't have to work a job that you hate. I know we come from an era where our parents probably were like, go to work, go to school and get a good paying job, but maybe that's not what you're meant to do. And so, what you believe and what you want to do is totally possible
1: michelle that is great advice and i I think that's it just keep moving forward and some days are going to be ultra productive and some days are going to feel like a wash but so long As you're putting one foot in front of the other every single day, taking action towards that big dream, it it will be attained. Eventually, you know, it will happen. You just got to keep going. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. I know the audience is going to take a lot from this. They're going to, they're going to go right to their laptop. They're going to, Optimize those bios. They're going to put a social media plan down that they can actually sustain. You know, really, really good stuff here. And thank you for for being with us today. Where can people follow you, keep up with 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 all you're up to these days?
0: Yes, thank you so much, Brett, for having me on. This was an awesome podcast. You can definitely follow me on Instagram at Michelle L Thames. That's where I love to hang out the most. And check out my podcast, Social Media Decoded. I love podcasting, and if you want more marketing tips, just like we spoke about today, but even other so many different topics. I mean, we've done over 240 episodes, so you've got something there. Each episode is five to seven minutes, so you can definitely get some inspiration and motivation to continue on with your marketing
1: awesome stuff but be sure guys to go out there follow her on instagram follow the podcast it's an awesome really value-packed podcast that you guys will get a lot out of and it's been a great time guys thank you all for being here and until next week get out there and do big things All right.